I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. So I wanted to do a little reading today because I had a little bit of scheduling snafus with guests and also just some very much real life shit going on for people. Something I think about a lot is autumn in Chinese medicine is associated with the emotion of grief. And I do think it's a time that emotions and feelings and things can be really tender, really close to the surface. There's lots of talk about the veil being thin, the veil between worlds. We have things like Halloween. And then we also have like, you know, Dia de los Muertos, you know, like we have Day of the Dead and we, um, you know, All Saints Day, if you're Catholic, you know, and we mark and honor the people who were here before us, you know, then add into that what's going on with Israel and Palestine. And I'd already sort of noticed both amongst friends and clients that there was a lot of grief just in the air, a lot of people going through big changes, having changes sort of thrust upon them, leaving one phase of their life, entering another, just lots of stuff going on and lots of feelings that to me, I felt related to grief. And So I thought rather than do a down week, why not do a little reading for what are we all supposed to do? How do we take care of ourselves in this moment when there is so much grief, regardless of where you fall or what you believe in anything? I hope you are on the side of being openly against anti-Semitism. I hope you are for the liberation of people and the safety of civilians and things like that. But I think we're seeing a lot of tension that is our ideals and our values and our relationships or these things. It's really difficult when what we believe is in opposition to people we love. And I know a lot of Jewish friends are really grief stricken and feel very isolated right now. And I hope we can come back to ultimately there's a lot of people in a lot of pain right now and it doesn't justify violence. It doesn't justify bad behavior and it doesn't excuse or justify things. But it is real. It is real for people experiencing it. And it's something I think we all have to get clear and increase our own capacity for being able to hold the complexity of people's experiences and emotions, especially when it's not what we experience. You know, we have to increase our ability to empathize. We have to come back to, you know, no one's free unless all people are free and to care about humanity and be in complete opposition to terrorism and be in complete opposition to violence and try to come back to what do we do to foster the liberation of everyone? 
and for everyone to feel safe. You know, every human being on this planet is deserving of feeling safe. And no group should be defining that or, I don't know, I just, I feel weary, I guess. I think we all do. (laughs) And I don't know how to help. I don't know what to offer. I certainly don't have any answers. So what I do know is tarot. And I do know that this is something I can offer in a time rather than a hot take or graphic or whatever, you know, I can offer this. So this is reading for how do we take care of ourselves in this grief stricken time. Current situation, we've got the two of wands, which is, I mean, this is just why tarot, maybe tarot starts with the T because the T is for troll. This is why tarot is the ultimate troll because the two of wands is like feeling very horny for life. And I do think in a way It's interesting. There's a correlation between like grief and sex that often, you know, like people will hook up at funerals or I know a lot of people who've gotten pregnant when they were grieving and like, what the fuck? And we go to life affirming behaviors when we are grieving. So in some ways, the two of wands makes sense, but it's remembering when you're thinking about loss of life or you're grieving or you're mourning things changing and stuff, go to what makes you feel alive, go to what makes you feel in your body and really connected to like your primal vitality, because that's also what's going to really deeply connect us to our intuition. You know, it's really, really something I say to myself all the time is, you know, because we are alive, all things are possible, you know, like as long as I'm alive, anything is possible. Doesn't mean it's probable, but it is possible. You know, it's possible. I will do a million more things in this lifetime. I don't know. Um, Honestly, judging by how tired I am all the time, I highly doubt that, but who knows? And it's important for us to remember that because I think it is really important to not go hurt hunting and to not kind of like feed the wound. Like most of our wounds are bad enough, you know, like I think most of us are very aware and and clear on where our pain is and things like that, that I don't know that we have to always be poking it. And so could you poke your vitality instead? Could you poke your humanness instead? Could you do things that are life affirming and remind you that you are a person on earth living in a body in this moment? And what will that insight bring you? Will it give you more to go on? Will it it foster hope? Will it bring a sense of renewal? Will it at least give you a crumb of energy to keep going? The obstacle is the two of cups with the right tilt, which is interesting. The two of cups is the love card is, or is kind of, you know, known as the love card. Um, But it's a lot about choices and what we're choosing to merge with and what we're choosing to partner with and partner with in a very deep, loving way. What I'm going to say next is probably not going to be a popular thought or take, but it is one I believe, both as a person and a tarot reader and someone who listens to people's stuff all the time. There is an element of choice in our pain. If we know something hurts us, it is on us to separate ourselves from it. I'm not saying don't care. I'm not saying disengage. I'm not saying look away. But if you're someone on your phone scrolling all the time and you know that this is bothering you on a deep level, I mean, I have friends who are having like horrible nightmares and stuff. 
I do think you have to kind of grab yourself, shake yourself a little bit and go, what am I doing? Is this helping me? You know, does it help anybody who is being bombed for me to just consume media mindlessly and rabidly that I don't have the bandwidth to process? Like that doesn't help any other person. So I think for us, it's like we have to be aware sometimes on is what we're choosing really being chosen out of love or are we just kind of like caught in a loop, I think, you know, I think lots of times we do things that harm us because we think we should or because we think it's a loving action. You know, it's like, I mean, I think it's most of us with our families, to be honest, or most of us with our moms, you know, like all the time, my mom will be like, do you think that's cute? And I'll be like, it's fine, you know, but I know that that'll kind of hurt her feelings. So I go, oh, yeah, super cute. You know, it's not honest. I, I, you know, I'm definitely telling a white lie to spare her feelings. And I have to hold myself accountable to that every once in a while and check in and be like, why am I doing that? I don't need to spare her feelings about random stuff we see when we're out and about, you know, she will survive me not agreeing with her opinion. But it's easy sometimes to tell ourselves like, I'm doing this to show love. I'm doing this to show I support. I'm doing this to show I've I've chosen this. I think we can choose things, love things and support things and not harm ourselves. So I think that that's a little bit what this obstacle is speaking to is you can choose things, you can partner with things and you can still not let it drag you down. And it's just things I think to be thinking about. I mean, in general, because I know a lot of people who feel just sort of caught between a rock and a hard place. Like, I know a lot of people are just having a lot of tension, you know? So when we feel, you know, a friend said to me many moons ago, in any situation, we have three choices. You can accept it, change it, or leave it. And I think for all of us, these things that feel so big, it's so impossible and take up so much space, you know, within us. What choices do we have, you know, or which one of the three can we deal with right now? Like that can be a place I think sometimes to sort it out and to maybe bring in some objectivity that heightened emotion doesn't always allow. The advice is the crone, the hermit in a traditional deck. We're at a crossroads where decisions need to be made. I think that um, that is couldn't be more true, both for us as an overall culture and all of us on an individual level. It's also really knowing that you have the answer within, that you do have the knowledge you need in order to make the decision you need to make. And it's also, too, that we're all going to be a little bit in a holding pattern until we'll make some of these decisions. If you feel unable to make decisions or you feel paralyzed, I think it can be helpful to remember, just like you can make some decisions now, you can always change them later. You know, you can always be wrong. You can always change your mind. You can always evolve, but you probably can't stay where you are and you probably can't keep going the way that things have. So we all have to kind of decide and make our choices in order to get going. And when I was at Delphi doing my in-depth channeling program, we had to do this thing around forgiveness. And at first when, when they were describing it, I was like, all right, this, I mean, this isn't cool, but, um, fine, I'm game, you know, and we had to go around and ask for forgiveness and tell people we forgave them. 
And I was like, this is cheese. It won't, it's not going to bother me. <laughs> and they were all like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Y'all all think this is going to be fine. Like we'll see you in an hour, you know? And we were all like weeping messes. And most of us were pretty stirred up and thinking, I think, of things that we think are unforgivable about ourselves and receiving blind forgiveness from people. And something Charles, when the teacher said, was you did the best you could with the knowledge you had then, which, you know, he didn't come up with that. It's a pretty standard statement. But when you feel paralyzed, when we are like, good, I don't know, and this is important, the stakes are high, you're making the best decision you can with the information you have. And if you don't have information, seek some out and trust yourself to vet that information and vet your sources. I have a friend dealing with something with their kid and that's something that... I've thought is really kind of cool about how they're navigating it is they're like, yeah, this is outside my wheelhouse, but I, as their parent, take it super seriously, <laughs> you know, good, great. Love to hear that from parents. And I love how much they're rallying around to figure out what's, what, you know, support and what resources their kid uniquely needs and knowing that it's not something coming easy to them and just really meeting it head on. I just think it's like super fucking cool and brave. And I just have a lot of respect for that. of just being like, yeah, I don't have the answers. So I've gone in search of them because that is my job. You know, it's like, I don't know if it's the internet or what, that we just think we're supposed to know everything all the time. Like we don't, you know, and that's how you also, that's how you get dumb. It's like putting this pressure on yourself to know everything and not thinking that there are takes outside of your own that might have some wisdom. All right, rant over. We'll go to the next card. Um, <laughs> the energy available for us to lean into is the Ace of Wands. I find it really interesting that both in the current situation and then in, in terms of sort of the vice, advice of what to lean into is wands, is this fire energy. But I think, I do think we have to walk this line of feeling our feels and being in our pain and being, you know, moving through stuff. But I think I'll continually coming back to like, but you are alive. And because you are alive, all things are possible. The Ace of Wands is a burst of energy in that suit. It's a burst of unformed fire energy. It's a spark, very literally. It's creativity. It's passion. It's sexuality. I think go truly towards what lights you up. And that's maybe for us, maybe it is leaning into the fire energy away from the anger, away from, I mean, listen, the anger is righteous, you know, whether it's about your life or it's about what we see in our world every day, you know, like, I said to a friend in regards to Israel and Palestine that I was just like, part of what has also made me sad during the past like couple weeks is we're just so desensitized to violence and like how disturbing that is at how much violence I think has changed us all. And I don't know. I don't feel, I feel a little more woo woo than I normally am, but I'm like, is a radical turn to vitality and fire energy and in its like highest expression of creativity and sexuality and passion and innovation. Is that 
you know, a road into change versus just like violence and dominance and things like, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that we've been trying violence for like hundreds of thousands of years and it it doesn't seem to work. We seem to keep coming to the same impasse of like, you know, people want a thing, other people want it. So it's, it's a battle to the death. And it just, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm calling for like, you know, fiery diplomacy. I don't, I don't know, but the energy for us available is the ace of wands. And again, I think sometimes there's this pressure to like be always on or for everyone to, to act like a talking head on CNN and I don't know that that's in our best interest. I think that's asking. I think it, it. I think it's important to show support. I think it's important to speak out. I think it's important to do whatever it is the fuck you want to do. I, I do believe that at my core. However, if you want to also take a class you've never taken before or get some paper out and just draw or read a book you haven't read before or join a book group or I think those things are important right now. I think community is important. I think connecting with other people is important. I think things that remind you of the connection between personal story and and the collective are important. I think things that remind you of we are all people on this planet, doing the best we can at any moment in time, important. You know, like, I don't think it's a luxury that we can't afford. I don't think it's silly if you want to take a dance class. I think this stuff to buoy our spirits so that we can find different ways to deal with awful things is is some of the most important work we could be doing. So Tarot says we should do it too, you know, take from that what you will. And then where we're moving to is the Sun of Discs, which is not super surprising in that we really want a clear target. We really want a clear goal and we want to go straight for it. But like we just can't yet, you know. So I think most of us want to know how the story ends. We want to know where we're going. We want to know everything's going to be okay. We want to know that we're going to be safe or the people we love are going to be safe. We want to know that, you know all the people who are under the threat of violence all the time, that that will end, that that won't always be. And there is no clear path. There is no clear plan, you know, that there is more time needed to figure those things out. And I think also, too, that sometimes in our discomfort with ambiguity, we rush to solutions and create a bigger mess. So, you know, besides how we cope with like the large collective trauma that's, you know, being enacted on all of us in your personal life, with your personal sadness, your personal grief and pain, unfortunately, I don't think you're going to make meaning of it for a little bit. And so there can be peace and surrender. And so if your situation, you know, doing some planning, some research would maybe clarify things, you know, would clarify the target, would give you a clear path, by all means do it. If it's something where you just sort of have to stumble through, I think trust that and take the best care of yourself in that stumble. You know, again, it's coming back to the like, you're doing the best you can with the knowledge you have available to you. It might be a good time to get support. It might be a good time if you haven't gone to therapy, but you're going through some big shit. Like now's the time to maybe call in and delegate some of your pain in that way. You know, I think that things can be helpful of like, this is the place I go to for this. Um, I read for someone recently Recently, that's kind of in this interesting new phase of their life. And I was like, I think you need people 
who've been there, you know? So like, if you don't be afraid to make that phone call, if you're dealing with something, you know, I know a lot of people going through divorces right now and it's like, reach out to someone who's been divorced, you know, like it doesn't mean that they're going to have all the answers for you or something. But I do think, you know, often when we feel lost or we feel really adrift in a sea of pain, like someone saying to us, I've been where you were and I survived is really helpful, you know? So I think anywhere we can look to for signs of like, we will get through it. And I do believe that. I do believe that humanity is better versus worse. And I do think we're more committed to our survival than our destruction. So whatever can help you come back to this is temporary. I will get through this. It doesn't mean you have to like it. It doesn't mean you have to be like, oh my God, and the blessings of, of these lessons. Nope, I'm not not toxic positivity it today. But I think it's really important not to panic. And pain can, can make you panic. And so whatever helps you kind of go, I've done hard things. I can do hard things again. I'm in a hard thing. What is my hard thing protocol? That's more how I mean it. It's like commence the protocol of like, I'm in a weird place and I need to take care of myself. And I think that'll help us. That'll help you. That'll help me. That'll help us all stumble through it. I hope this has been helpful. I hope everybody's taking care of themselves. I hope in the midst of terrible things and trying times, you're able to find some joy. You're able to remember, you know, what makes life worth living and enjoyable and what gives your life meaning and come back to that. I think, you know, we have to, what choice do we have, you know? So I'll leave you with that today and take really good care of yourself. And yeah, I guess, I guess we all just keep, keep praying and doing the best we can. Bye. That's all for today. If you're interested in submitting a topic, please go to anatonk.com and hit the contact button. Or you can email me at anatonk at gmail.com. If you're a fan of the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help. <laughs>